All right, Barker, count with me. Let's see, today's Wednesday, so that's Wednesday, Thursday, two more sleeps, right? You got it, buddy. Oh, boy. Two more sleeps in the World Series. Don't let it beat you. <laughs> two more sleeps in the World Series begins between the uh, Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros. A lovely Minute Maid Park. And, um, Is it lovely? Oh, yeah. It's a good park. When I, played, I like it. When I played there, the grass was dead. Looked off. Yeah, act, you know what? It's, it's funny you mention that because the fact of the matter is that when it was, <clears throat> pardon me, when it was first built, now, I'm trying to remember the first postseason we covered at Minute Maid Park, and I was there. And, yeah, the grass was dead, and there was also, they had a real issue, and it was weird, they had a real issue with watering it, with the grass in the infield. And I, I can't remember exactly what it was. But, um, yeah, it's, it, it's listen, it's, in terms of fan experience and everything like that, it is a great place to watch a game. Um, I, don't, I don't know how many games I've seen with the roof actually open there. That would be the only, the only thing I was trying to remember because a lot of times it's closed during the day because it's so hot. Doesn't, help, doesn't hurt they got the best team in baseball, too. That doesn't hurt. No, it is a. Uh, but I mean, it. Listen, it's it, it's right downtown. I mean, there's a tons of ton of hotels around it. I, of of all the new parks, I really like Pittsburgh. I've said that. That to me is the best park in baseball, bar none. I would put Minute Maid up there. I know it's a, it's a band box, but it just the the experience and um, there's something about some of the little quirks they put in the outfield wall and everything. I, I, I like the fact that next to the Crawford boxes, it, the outfield fence gets a little deeper, mm-hmm. you know? It, yeah. I, listen, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. I've been in Philadelphia's new park. And to me, it's, you know, Philadelphia's new park is it, it's like Washington's new park. Um, it's like a lot of the, a lot of the new parks that were built at Cincinnati's, St. Louis's to a certain degree. It's like a lot of new parks that were built where there are some differences, but it, it kind of feels the same. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, it, it's and I, I think you know the fact, as you said, the fact the team is so good makes it great. I think this is going to be a good World Series for that. Like if I'm Bryce Harper, I understand Bryce Harper's pulled what two home runs. He's hit two home runs to the pull side since. Mm-hmm. Uh, since he's come back off the injury list, maybe three. I know he hit one in the regular season, but if I'm him, I'm taking aim at the Crawford boxes, man. Even though I, I just am. Yeah, it's all, it's almost it's almost impossible for a left-handed hitter. I try to do that at five o'clock. It's impossible. Like it's impossible to let the ball travel that much and hit a ball over there. It, it's it's not that big of an area to shoot for. I mean, if you if you're late on high octane, yeah. I mean, it, it gives an advantage to you where you don't have to hit a ball as hard. And if he got good extension and can stay through it long enough to create some backspin hitting the bottom part of that, yeah, you can get a cheap homer. But you can't try and go over there. Like it's just too it's too much left field, right? It's not left center uh it's that's it's not true. closer that's, to center yes, field that's fair. most left-handed that's hitters fair. just can't let the ball travel that long unless you're just tremendously late you get fooled whatever it is i mean he'll he'll take it if he hits one over there but i'm with you i think it's gonna be a decent series i i still think the astros are winning six games but 
You know, I think it'll. I think because of the couple of guys that the the Phillies have up front in the rotation, I think uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez and and Alvarado have sort of turned the corner and been mm-hmm. Rob Thompson's sort of go to guys. I think that's going to be a little tough on the Astros. And for me. I said this yesterday with passing. Altuve's the X factor. If Altuve is the one that we've seen the entire playoffs, it's not going to be easy for the Astros to beat the Phillies. It's just I, I just don't think it is because they need him. He's leading off. He's going to get tons of at bats. He could get some key at bats like in the ninth inning. And if he continues to struggle, it's going to be tough on the Astros. I'm not saying they're not going to win. I'm just right. saying it's going to be tougher if he doesn't figure it out. I'll tell you the guy that I'm <clears throat> that I'm really watching in this series, and I, I'm doing I'm writing something on it for tomorrow, so I'll give it a bit of a heads up, a bit of a plug. But Alex Bregman, Alex Bregman's postseasons haven't been great. You know, people have this impression of him as this great clutch hitter. He's hitting two twenty six his postseason average, and he's got he's had a ton of postseason games. Like we're not talking <laughs> we're not talking five games. Yes, he's got more home runs than any third baseman, but keep in mind that he's also played a, a, a ton more postseason games but Kevin this year he's hitting 333 through the two playoff series most importantly he struck out twice Gurriel Mm -hmm. has struck out no times and to me when you look at okay how can you win without Altuve hitting how can you win with Alvarez not having a great ALCS obviously Jeremy Pena's helped out but to me those two guys Gurriel and Bregman have have really stepped up in this postseason. I'll, I'll go out on a limb here. I think if the Astros win, I think Alex Alex Bregman has a shot at being the series MVP. I just I I I, I I've got a feeling about that. I've got a feeling about that with him. Yeah, I mean that's not that's not a bad feeling. I mean, I, I, I you would think just because they have some guys who've been there and done it before, you know, and th- they got a little bit to prove. You know, the banging of the trash can still a thing for them, right? You said the numbers haven't been real good for Bregman. He's had a good playoff series this time around with two strikes, not striking out as much as he used to. They I gotta need jump to in have here. a they need to have a good series. Yeah, I want to <clears> jump in here too, which is really odd about Alex Bregman is Alex Bregman is because he's one of the carryovers from that team. He's one of the mm-hmm. faces of that team. He had an atrocious postseason that year. He hit under 200 mm-hmm. <laughs> when they were banging the can. So either he's hard of hearing or he just didn't. <laughs> maybe, not, maybe he doesn't want maybe to know he's one of those. Well, maybe he's one of – we've talked about this. Maybe he's one of those guys that didn't want it, that didn't – you know, you said there are guys that may not necessarily want that. Or he could have just sucked <laughs> <laughs> or it could have been tired. But it's true. He was not good that postseason. Huh. Yeah, it, 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 it'll be interesting. I, I just think they have a little bit to prove, obviously, with Dusty Baker never winning one of these things. And, you know, you're trying to send him off the way they're trying to send him off. I, you know, I would assume this might be Dusty's last year. At least maybe he might have one or two more. But If he wins, if he wins the World Series, you've got to think about you it. Would think, Dusty, you, you would think so. I, yeah, you're going to be a Hall of Famer now because you're winning one. Like, that's going to solidify. He's a Hall of Famer in my mind anyway. Yeah, he As is. a manager with the 2,000-plus wins. And, I, you know, I just think. They got. They just got a little bit to prove. Is my point. It's. It's right. They. They sort of. I don't want to say they squeak by the Yankees, but the Yankees got a big hit. The judge ball to right field that goes out. That that series is a little bit tighter. So it goes a little bit longer. You know they didn't blow a team out, which is is that a big deal? That may be getting back to the Altuve That's effect, right? Where yeah. he's not doing anything. You know, Ken. Well, he had Rob Thompson on yesterday, and he's talking about the Phillies need to win some four to two games. Now the Astros can do that, but can the can the Phillies do that? So. 
there's a, there's some intriguing back and forth to to see if certain guys can step up and and you know the the clean baseball from the Phillies that's going to be the key can they not make the bonehead play give the extra at bat to the Astros where they just tend to make a team pay for that we saw that against the Yankees and that's what the Astros that's what great teams do the Astros not a good team Jeff they're a great team and if you give them extra chances they tend yeah. to take advantage of that. So that that for me is the Phillies. But I'm with it's gonna be fun. I think Bryce Harper's gonna show up. You know, Rio Muto's got some some things to, to prove. Hoskins is you know, he is he's a really good story, I think, from not being able to catch a ball at first and you know, him and Schwarber started what was it, one for thirty four combined yeah. with a bunch of punchies and now they've turned it around and, and gotten to this this level. It's it's kinda neat. It's it's gonna be a good series. I don't think you can go wrong with either manager either. If you want to root for either guy because both of them are solid dudes and, and their team sense this just tends to feed off of each guy, I don't think you can go wrong rooting for either guy. No, the, both of them are um you know, different stories, but kind of what they're, they're kind of what you expect a manager to be. Yeah, no, I'm, that's not fair because then, then I'm let me wind that back. Used to be that the managers were former players or guys who'd spent all their time in the minor leagues and it really worked their way up. In the case of a guy like Rob Thompson, 20-odd years with the Yankees organization as a coach, uh, some involvement in the minors, but 20 years in the organization as a coach. Classic example of a guy who was a bench coach, third base coach, waited, paid his dues, bided his time. And, of course, Dusty, former player, um, you know, a guy who had some issues with some of the teams he played on. I mean, there's there's a great backstory, and it will be written someday about Tommy Lasorda and Dusty Baker. And and the late Tommy Lasorda was, for the longest time, not in Dusty Baker's corner, and there are some real tensions there. And Dusty, yeah, anybody who knows baseball knows what Dusty's done and, and yep. knows his, his staying power. Like, the ability to be current... Dusty was out of the game for a while, and he mm-hmm. stayed current. And it's not like Dusty applied for every job on the planet. Um, as a matter of fact, there's a, f- a funny story. <clears throat> he was doing he was doing some spring training work, and uh, I can't remember if it was for ESPN or it was somebody who's between jobs. But he was out at uh, it wasn't at the Blue Jays camp. It might have been at it might have been at at Yankees camp one day. And a, and a couple of us were down in the field, and Dusty was there, and he was just you know chatting. Went over and talked to him, and he gave us his phone number. Said, "If your team's got any openings, <laughs> yeah. give me a call. Get my he, name out there." He, I'm he, serious. No, he's, he he he's like that. He he, he said, "Man, you know, get my name out there." He's the one guy that benefited from the bang of the trash cans. Without it, he's probably not a Hall of Fame manager. He's probably not a manager again. I mean, let's be honest about it. Like, he's just probably not with the track record that he'd had in the playoffs. And we all know how he, how good he is at handling alpha males. I mean, there's not a ton of alpha males on the Astros team. I mean, I guess you could throw Altuve in there, but he's a quiet sort. I guess Bregman might be the one alpha male in there where, you know, he's a little moody. He's, you can oh, tell. Verlander the, is too. Uh, yeah, yeah, but he's a pitcher, right? The everyday guy 
guys, the pitcher's Fair different. Fair you know, it, it's the it's different. The San Francisco effect when he was there with with the alpha males, the everyday guys. It's and he's the one out of the two that relies a little on gut. We we've seen him with Neris and the Cal Raleigh turning him around to the left side when he had all the home runs. Just had the feeling that the split finger was going to work. Uh, okay, we understand there's no lefties, but boy, when you got a lefty on the mound and you bring right. in a righty to turn a dude around to the left side, that's more gut than khaki. Isn't so that, that'll be an interesting thing too to watch. Isn't that kind of funny though that Dusty did that and John Schneider did not exactly the same thing, but the idea that Tim Mesa versus Carlos Santana that with Tim Mesa's pitches well, it would be harder. I mean, it worked. Yeah. That's the difference. It worked yeah. when it works. Right. It's so it's like okay, well your gut worked. When it doesn't work, and then you look like a horse's ass, then you know we have to go on shows and, and we ask the question well, why. Yeah, we should mention, by the way, that uh, John Schneider will join us tomorrow uh, in the 11 o'clock. All right. I don't know what the time is yet, if it's 11.05 or 11.30. Uh, Dan Shulman's going to join us. He might even jump on in a few minutes if we can get him. Danny Jansen scheduled to join us today. Uh, but the Jansons are awaiting, either awaiting or dealing with a pretty significant life event. So I kind of knew when this was scheduled that we may have to put an asterisk beside oh. it because um, the uh, Jansons are expecting their are expecting their first child. And um, yeah, Danny, we talked to Danny well, yesterday, and he was good to go. But that's a we, good excuse. And, that's a good excuse. Yeah, yeah, and. Huh. Uh, you know, if you have young kids or going to have a young kid, I mean, you're on their schedule. <laughs> you're on their schedule. I would say about 48 hours before they're born, you're already on the kid's schedule. Like, basically, <laughs> you are. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 48 hours before they're born, you are on their schedule. And that's all there is to it. So we'll keep our fingers crossed for Dan. And Dan, you'll be good anyhow. We'll be able to get him on. Uh, we'll be able to get him on at uh, some point. And, of course, a lot to talk to Danny about. Um, I was gonna say I was gonna ask Danny if he'd been paying attention to the uh, to the baseball, but again, I guess a lot of that will depend on on what else is uh, on what else is 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 going on with him. Uh, a little bit of news yesterday, I suppose. News: the Miami Marlins hiring Skip Shoemaker as their new manager, um, and uh, we're led to believe that John Gibbons interviewed for that job. He was one of the early round of interviewees. I, I can't for the life of me imagine John Gibbons managing the Miami Marlins. But uh, Skip Shoemaker, an, an, an interesting choice. The Marlins are an organization that, man, they just they need. I watch that team, and I'm just saying, just invest some money in those dudes. Just invest some money in that team because they got arms coming out of the yin-yang. Um, and uh, still open, of course, the Kansas City Royals job. Nothing yet out of New York. Although, Kevin, I did notice that the New York Post had a picture. Their front page was had the word, by the way, B-U-Y, the way, and it had a picture of Aaron Judge. They had superimposed Carlos Correa, Edwin Diaz, and Justin Verlander on top of Yankees uniforms, and the suggestion was that the Yankees need to go out and spend big to uh, to, to get this thing going again. And and this is you know something we've talked about. They've got some young players, but, man, my... Yeah, it's it's great. I love Cabrera. I love Pedraza. Everybody says Anthony Volpe's terrific. Um, 
But I just don't know if the Yan- are the Yankees going to be patient enough to do any type of rebuild. I, 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 I well, rebuild's a strong word in, in New York, especially with Retool. the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I, th- I would think sometimes you don't have a choice. Maybe this is one of those years where they they may have to have a choice and do what they have to do. Well, let's see if uh, we can get any uh, insight from our next guest, Dan Schulman, who's calling the World Series for ESPN Radio. He is, of course, the voice of the Blue Jays on Sportsnet. Dan Schulman joining Kevin and myself. Danny, thanks so much for doing this. As we said, uh, uh, Danny Jansen was originally scheduled, but we all know that uh, the, the Jansons are busy right now. Could could very oh, well. Oh, that's busy right. They morning. got a baby coming, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they got yeah. a ba- they, they got a baby coming, and I think. If I'm not mistaken, they're moving, too, because I, I remember him talking to us about it in the field, and I, he was kind of, I was kind of saying, okay, how does this work exactly? You're moving as you have a child? He said, yeah, well, you know, don't talk about it. We'll figure it out down the road. But anyhow. Um, <laughs> so, like, that's because the one thing you want to add to your plate when you're having your first child is a move, you know, because they're both such stress-free things. But yeah, wow. exactly. <laughs> but I don't know if it was if they were moving or they were just relocating to outside of Chicago for the off season. I don't know. Danny works uh, out with some guys in Chicago. Anyhow, we'll wait it. and see. We uh, we wish them well. How you doing? I'm doing great. Um, selfishly glad to get home for a few days between series. So, uh, as Kevin knows from Hazel's life, Hazel and I have been uh, living a parallel life the last little while. So, that first series between uh, New York and Cleveland was the five-game series that would never end because of the off days and the rainouts and and all that. So, um, you know, I am always neutral on the air, but uh, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I wasn't opposed to coming home for three days before I head back out for the World Series. So, I'm doing great. Before we move on to the World Series, let's just kind of put a bow on that on the the ALCS. I mean, you know, we always say this every time we have you on and we talk about Aaron Boone. You worked with Aaron. Um, What do you think happens there, Dan? I think he's back. Um, Let me take a step back. Like, Houston's a much better team. Much better team. I'm not so sure, you know, is the way the playoff format split up that the three best teams weren't all on the same side of the draw in in Houston, Seattle, and and the Blue Jays, to be honest with you. Hmm. Um, The Yankees were without Chad Green, Michael King, Zach Britton, Ron Marinaccio, Aroldis Chapman, like, pitched himself off the roster on a number of levels. No DJ LeMahieu, no Andrew Benintendi. Um, They started the year 61 and 23 or something like that. And they were a sub-500 team from that point forward, over 78 regular season games and then nine playoff games. I think they were like 42 and 45 or whatever it was the rest of the way. Um, so I, the Brian Cashman one is interesting because maybe more, you know, the, the Aaron Boone one is more visible, but the Brian Cashman one might be more significant. His contract is actually up. Boone just finished the first year of a new three-year deal now as we all know if you get a new gm a lot of times that gm wants his own manager but my guess is both of them are back i think both of them are back next year dan dan you're a little closer to this than than we have been do you think good feel from the fans the new york yankee fans any chance that they would be okay with a retooling of the everyday guys for the yankees 
No. Uh, well, well. Um, if you mean significant changes, yes. If you mean, hey, we're going to rebuild for two, three years and then come back up, no. Um, so they do have some decisions to make, but what do you – so the, the biggest thing is obviously Aaron Judge, right? He's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Do, they, do they sign him or not? I think if they want to sign him, they'll sign him. Unless he has made up his mind, I don't want to play there anymore. And I, for the life of me, guys, cannot understand how he got booed in the playoffs. I know he didn't hit. I know he struck out a lot. How do you boo a guy who just hit 62 home runs, who's the face of the franchise, who's a great, you know, uh, you know, ambassador for the team as well when he's going into free agency? I mean, you may as well just say to him, you know, go play somewhere else. So I don't know what Aaron Judge wants. I know he grew up in, in Northern California. I imagine the Giants have some appeal. I've heard the Cubs. But that's the first thing. But you've still got Aaron Hicks for three more years at $10 million per. You've still got Josh Donaldson, who did not look good at all in, the, in, in hitting in the, in the postseason. You got him for $23 million next year. Like, because you're the Yankees, you're kind of stuck, right, with some, mm-hmm. some big contracts. But I, I do think they'll spend because – Britain comes off, Chapman comes off. Those two guys alone are about $30 million. Um, they're going to go They'll go get some guys. Um, I don't know if they'll be in the shortstop market or not or if they'll turn it over to one of their guys, but there is, I believe, in just from reading the New York Post every day when I'm in New York, there is <laughs> intense pressure, intense pressure for them not only to be better, but to be different, you know, not as right-hand heavy, not as old, not as, quote, unathletic, et cetera, et cetera. So, but, you know, like the Blue Jays to a certain extent, who are now locked in in certain positions or in certain contracts, you know, making these changes are, are easier said than done. They thought they were doing it last year when they, you know, changed their shortstop position, made the trade with Minnesota, and they are a much better defensive team. Um, but boy, did the Houston Astros uh, expose them in some ways. And again, the Astros are a much, much better team than the Yankees, in, in my opinion, and maybe than anybody else in the American League. So, um, you know, that was a great team that, uh, that we watched play against New York for four games. So the Astros take on the Phillies. Um, big discrepancy in terms of regular season wins and losses. I think the second biggest discrepancy, I think you have to go back to like 1916, the Cubs and the White Sox or 1906, something like that to find a bigger discrepancy. Yet then, uh, I'm absolutely convinced this thing's going to go six or seven, even though there's that big discrepancy. Cause I, I just, I, the Phillies amaze me. I, I, I cannot put it any other way. They, mm-hmm. they just amaze me. I think they amaze everybody except maybe themselves, and I'm not even sure if you you know gave them some truth serum. They they wouldn't admit to that. I, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel. You probably feel the same way I do. If three weeks ago if we had ranked the playoff teams one through twelve, I think the Phillies were an easy twelve, or you know, as, I mean, how high oh, could easy. they have gone? Uh, when you know when the Blue Jays saw them, whenever it was middle of September, they were kicking the ball around like the bad news bears. I mean, they didn't look good at all. Um, but as we have seen, and more than other sports sometimes, it's not the best team necessarily. It's the hot team, and, and they've been the hot team. And, and they do have star power. I mean, any rotation that starts with Nola and Wheeler can hold its own in the top two spots. At the back end, they've got the big velo guys in Alvarado and Dominguez. And, you know, the one thing about them, uh, you know, every time the Blue Jays played them and I would fill out my scorecard, 
and you see in whatever order at the top, you see uh, Hoskins and Harper and Real Muto and Schwarber. Like, those are just those four. Those are four legitimate bats, like guys who in any given year can be all-stars, can hit a ton of home runs. So, like, the top 8 to 10, 8 to 10 of their roster can compete with anybody. It was just the rest of it that that I didn't love. But but those guys have been going crazy. Like, Hoskins has got five home, not hitting for an average, but he's got five home runs. Bryce Harper has been extraordinary in the playoffs. Real Muto's dangerous. He's hitting for power. Schwarber's dangerous. He's hitting for power. And in a short sample, they they can compete with anybody. I, I again, I think Houston's pitching is so much better than anybody else's that was uh, that was in the playoffs or or was around this year. Anyways, I, I don't think they're going to. I don't think the Phillies are, are going to hit the Astros like they did on their rampage through the National League playoffs. But they're certainly the best version of themselves right now. And you, you know, just like we look at what the Blue Jays' record was under John Schneider, we should look at what the Phillies' record was under Rob Thompson. Right? They were a they were 22-9 and nine when Joe Girardi was fired, so they were way above 500 since then, whatever it was, 65-46 and 46 or something like that. So um, they're dangerous, but to me the Astros are so good, so deep, so complete, I, I still think they're a significant favorite. Uh, Dan, because of the way the Philly slug, you just talked about all those things, who has to be hotter and stay hotter, Altuve or Alvarez for the Astros? You know, the funny thing is, as you guys know, Altuve's won for whatever, like 30 or whatever it is mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And like before game three, because we do the games for ESPN Radio, we get some manager time, just just me and Eduardo Perez. And we're in there with, with Dusty, and he goes, I know we're winning, but we're going to need him to keep winning, meaning Altuve, because he is kind of the like the motor at the top. And he got a couple of hits in the last game, so he's now three for whatever it was, but he didn't he didn't hit much at all when it mattered. Um, I, I think it's Altuve. I think he's the engine that that drives things. I, I think Alvarez will, will figure it out. He'll hit a couple out, and even if he doesn't hit for an average, I think he'll drive in some runs and be productive. But um, I can't tell you how many Houston games I've been at. You guys have, have watched them where Altuve jumps on the first pitch of a ball game, and boom, he's at second base, or, or he's rounding the bases or something like that. So I think Altuve's the guy who's got to be the engine for that offense. Dan, because these two teams are so good, do you think the four days between starts is a big deal? It's a great question, and and I've never known. Like, I remember the year 2007. Remember the Rockies at the end of the season won, like, I don't know, 15 out of 16, and then won a a one-game tiebreaker and then swept the division series and swept the LCS and had, like, seven days off and then just got rolled by the Red Sox, like not even close. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. like, I remember that one. But sometimes I think when something like that happens, we say, well, see, the rest, the layoff hurt them. But maybe we ignore the times when the layoff didn't hurt a team. It's like the shift. You know, when a guy hits one through the open side, we go, see, the shift isn't helping. But maybe we don't recognize as often as we should when the shift is helping. You know, they're on equal footing, right? They each had whatever it is, four or five days off. So um, I, I don't. I don't think it should hurt one more than the other. If if you made me choose, I would say maybe it hurts the Phillies more because, again, the Astros are the, quote, better team and the Phillies are the, quote, hotter team. So, you know, maybe Philly cools off a little bit. But um, I, I don't – because they've both been off the same number of days, I don't put a lot of stock in it, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you a very difficult question because we've talked about the Astros a great deal and the Astros pitching. Who's the most important person 
on that pitching staff in terms wow. of starters or relievers? Dan, who's wow. the guy that? Who's is there a guy? Hey, there may not be a guy uh, because Justin Ver. Let's face it, Justin Verlander. He, I mean, he had a slow start in his last start. He did not have a good start in his first start of the postseason, but then it kicked into gear. Um, is there a guy? Is there a guy in that staff who's just who, who's the most important guy? So I, my I first answer is pro- is probably not because they're ridiculously deep and and like Luis Garcia has only pitched once in the playoffs for them, and that was in the 18-inning game. And he didn't even come in until the 14th. He pitched the last five innings against Seattle and was scoreless. Four-game sweep of the Yankees. He doesn't even pitch. He'd be like a two or a three for most teams. Jose Urquidy, who's a, he's a fine pitcher. He's a pretty good pitcher. He hasn't pitched in the playoffs, not once in, in seven games. Um, they, they've got ridiculous depth. But if I had to pick a guy... I think I would pick Christian Javier because, again, the Phillies have Nola Wheeler at the top, and the Astros um, obviously have Justin Verlander as as the one and Framber Valdez, who's unbelievably good, like crazy good, um, as the two. But then when you go to the three, with all due respect to Ranger Suarez and what he's done in the playoffs, Christian Javier is a stud, like just a ridiculously good pitcher. Now watch him go get lit up in Game Three, mm-hmm. and and I'll be you know I'll be uh, retracting this, but they can use him as a starter, a swingman, a closer. They can pitch him on short rest. He cannot pitch for ten days and look fine. So I I think I would pick Christian Javier because to me. He's the separator. The, the one thing the Phillies have going for them that the Yankees didn't, the Yankees like the Blue Jays, heavy, heavy, heavy right-handed hitting. And the Astros, with the exception of Framber Valdez, they're all righties, and they all throw hellacious sliders. So to me, right-handed batter is a little bit more susceptible. Philadelphia's obviously got Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, you know, a little bit different. Two power bats at the top of the order from the left side. I'll tell you a funny thing, not to ramble here. I did a, an informal poll one day in the clubhouse. I asked like six or seven Astros, pitchers and Dusty, and a couple of hitters too, who's got the best slider on the team? Like seven different guys got a vote. And, you know, <laughs> Verlander voted for Presley, and Fred Presley voted for Montero, and Montero voted for Garcia, and Garcia voted for McCullers. And, like, it's, it's an embarrassment of riches that they have. I know people hate them because they banged on the trash cans in 2017. I get that. They deserved every, all, the, all the, you know, the bad feelings they got back then. But it's five years later, and I'm just talking about the pitchers, so hate them if you want. But what they have done to do, to to create that pitching staff that they have is remarkable. It, it's unbelievably deep. Dan, if the Astros lose this, how do you think we'll look at Dusty two years from now? So I'm uh, I'm one of these guys who think Dusty should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I don't know why we necessarily split it into player or manager. Uh, and I think he was a very good player. Not a Hall of Fame player, but a very good player. Um, and he's been managing forever. He took over a, uh, a really difficult situation with his team, obviously, before the 2020 season. He's managed 23 years. He's been, this will be his third World Series, five LCSs, never won a World Series. Um, I, I think he should go into the Hall of Fame whether he wins or loses. I think he's going to win. And I, this will be his first World Series as a manager. He won one as a player. So, um I may be biased, Kevin, like, again, over the years, largely due to the ESPN radio stuff I do in October. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've gotten to know him really well, and 
love my time with him and love the stories, and, and I appreciate him. I think he, you know, is is he the leading X and O's guy in baseball among the 30 managers? No. But as a 73-year-old with his energy and his ability to relate to younger players, you know, he he goes, when they get to a visiting city, he goes and gets uh, Dominican food for the Dominican players. He goes to a deli for Alex Bregman. He Like, he cares about his people. And he relates to them as people, and he understands they all tick differently. Um, and, and he looks into a guy's eyes, and he looks into his heart, and he looks into his soul. You know, he's that guy, right? And and, mm-hmm. and I'm sure he's got some good help in the dugout, and, and, and it's a group thing about pitching changes and all that. But win or lose, I don't think I'll look at him differently, Kevin. I, I, I think mm-hmm. he's been great for the game. You know, this guy was on deck when Hank Aaron broke the home run record. When Hank That's Aaron awesome. broke Babe Ruth's record – Dusty Baker was on deck, and he's been in the game uh, ever since in a significant role. So I hope he gets looked at positively no matter what happens in this season. Me too. Danny, really good of you to do this today. Thanks so much for jumping in, my friend. Be well, travel safely, and have a great call. I'm All sure right, have guys, fun. thanks. Talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Take care. That's Dan Shulman, the great Dan Shulman. He will uh, have the call of the World Series on ESPN Radio, who is, of course, uh, our Blue Jays' voice on Sportsnet. And yeah, that the story about Dusty, and I mean, I've, I think I've told this before, Kevin, and uh, covering spring training in Arizona, <clears throat> he used to always get a, uh, used to set up an interview. This is back before, I was going to say back before the internet, but um, you'd, you'd go in, You'd spend a day around a team, and you'd set up an interview with their PR people. And you'd probably get the manager maybe for 20 minutes, half an hour early in the morning, you and maybe another guy. <laughs> and uh, the thing with Dusty, the, the one time their PR guy set it up, I called him early in the morning just to make sure we're still on. He says, yeah, Dusty only has one request. Can you stop by a Starbucks, and can you get him? And I can't – it was like just a chai, but can you pick him up? Uh, I said, sure. So, I mean, that's – yeah, that's Dusty. Walk into Dusty's office with the Starbucks. <laughs> you know, you got uh, yeah. twenty minutes. Uh, 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 that's I, that is him. That's him, man. That, I, that I, have a, I have a quick story. Whenever I was at the Reds, he was the manager, obviously. So I've known him a little while. Uh, he called me in the office. Didn't have to do this, and I was getting sent down. And it was at the end of the season, and he looked right at me and said, uh, "I'm sending you down, but you'll be right back." Us old guys need to stick together. He, Jeff, he didn't have to say that to me. I, I mean, I, I say this as nicely about myself as I can say it. I was a nobody on that team, right? I was getting called up because Joey Votto needed some time off, and I was going to play a little first, and I was going to come off the bench. And then Dusty saw that I knew I was a smart dude. Like, I was, I could run the bases. I could go first to home. I could, you know, not screw up and make Dusty look bad when he put me in big spots because I was going to have a decent at bat. I was going to run the bases the way I was supposed to run them. And for him to call me in the office and actually zen like, you know what he does, all the stuff, and man, he's yeah. just Captain Cool, dude. When you walk in that office, it's like you better bring your coolness. And for him oh, to yeah. say things like that and say that to me, and I got actually I got sent down. I drove my car to Louisville. Rick Sweet made me shave my beard. I shaved it, took batting practice. Rick calls me back in the office and said they just called you back up, and I didn't even get to play. So <laughs> Dusty lived, lived up to his word, and he is the greatest manager I ever played for. I played for a bazillion managers, and Dusty's legit. He would tell you the truth. He would treat you like a human being because he knew that you were a human being first. And I, you know, I'm again, I don't think you can go wrong picking either manager, but man, just what Dusty's been through and, and what kind of man he is. I'm, I'm rooting for Dusty. I hope he gets it done. Yep. 
Uh, we are going to take a break. Now, we've got some time now uh, because, uh, uh, because of uh, uh, Danny Jansen. And I don't mean that pejoratively. As I said, Danny Jansen, I'm sure, is attending to much more important things right now. Fingers crossed. Um, so uh, we've got time for Barker's back leg bits, which we haven't been getting to the last couple of days just because of our, our guest list, and I apologize for that. And uh, we still have time as well if you want to text us at 590-590. Some questions for Kevin, anything. You want to look ahead. You want to make a call. You want to make a bold prediction on who wins the World Series, Astros or Phillies. Who you got? How many games? And if you're really bold... Pick a World Series MVP because that's always fun as well. 590-590 is the text line. DMs are open. My Twitter handle is SN Jeff Blair. We'll be back and we'll turn it over to you. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fan of wherever you get your favorite podcast. Breaking down the top stories in the NHL every day. The Jeff Mary Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're just a couple of sleeps away from the start of the World Series. And I've asked the question on social media. And on 590-590, the text line, who you got? We'll talk about this again tomorrow, but who you got? Astros, Phillies? I think I'm going to call Astros in six. I've had such a... This has not been... I mean, I've been good in the Astros, but man, I've completely pooched a bunch of... A bunch of series calls, including the Padres and uh, Phillies. But I'm, think, I'm thinking Astros and six here, Barker. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Since you pick six, I'll say Astros and five. I don't want to say that. <laughs> I, don't, I wanted to say six, and you got to talk first. So, so I'll give you that. Uh, here, here I'll, I'll, I'll give you this, though. I'm going to say if the Phillies win, Zach Wheeler will be the MVP because he'll oh, have like to that. make – three starts in a World Series, and I he'll like have that. to be great, not good. And I'm going to give it to that little engine that could leading off for the Astros. He's going to have to be good, too, in Altuve. He's done absolutely nothing. He's going to have to do something, I think. I think they can still win without him, but it'll go more than five, maybe more than six. It might go seven without him doing well. They'll still win. But if they win in five, which is what I'm saying, Altuve will win the MVP. All right. Well, I'm, uh, I'm going to go with Bregman, which I started with. And, uh, boy, Philly's MVP. It's so easy to say Bryce Harper. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say JT Realmuto uh, for a couple of reasons, not the least of which is, uh, I, I mean, the big difference between these teams is, uh, is defense. And, and, I mean, that's not going to factor in the MVP voting necessarily, but I just think Realmuto is going to, he's going to have to keep a handle on a bunch of things. I'm, I'm trying to, Trying to mm. get elsewhere. But it, yet, I mean, why overthink it, Kevin? It, it seems like it's Bryce Harper's year, doesn't it? I mean, it just does. Yeah, I'm not going to overthink it. It'd maybe, be Bryce Harper. But we did have Rob Thompson on, and I did ask him how they were going to win the World Series. And he said, with pitching and defense, they're going to have to win some 42 games to, you know, they, they're not going to try and out slug this team because of the rotation and the bullpen that the Astros have is going to be very hard. So the pitching's going to have to be great. The defense is going to have to be great. So that's why I picked Wheeler. Chris from Stony Creek, uh, if <laughs> this is uh, Chris, we don't know the answer to this question. We're going to have some fun with it. And thank you for the kind words about the show. What if Dusty was Astros manager in 2017? What would Dusty have done? Or maybe, or maybe they would never have tried that around him. 
that's... I'm going to go with the second part. They would have never tried it. That's what I'm going to say, too. Uh, and, and you know what I'm basing that on? I'm going to base that on watching Dusty over the years deal with people, dealing with difficult people, dealing with difficult situations. That, that's what I'm going to base that on. Um, but that's a good question, Chris. Hey, guess what? I promised you we'd get the Barker's back lake bits. I lied. We've got Danny Jansen on the line. We're going to get to Danny Jansen. I'm sure the rest of you will be fine, and we will get to them tomorrow. Don't worry. Danny, thanks so much for joining Kevin and myself. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing well, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, doing well. We're expecting, uh, my wife and I are expecting our first uh, first child any any day now, really. So, um, you know, anxious and excited, all these emotions. So, Excellent. Well, uh, we hope... We hope it goes well. And I was saying at the start of the show, it, you're, you're actually on your child's schedule even before the child is born. People who are parents know that. Yeah. You reach that certain yeah. point where your schedule is there. Is the, the feeding and all that, yeah, that comes down the road. You reach a certain point where the schedule, your schedule is their schedule. And we uh, certainly hope it, uh, it, it goes well and uh, absolutely be a, be a ton of fun. Um, hey, now that you've had a chance to decompress a bit, at least as much as a new father to be can decompress how do you look back on on the season and on that final game yeah um you know i've you definitely had some time just to think about it and think about the whole season in general especially that last game but you know it was uh it was tough i mean i mean it was, it was obviously you know tough to swallow that game but um you know we came in as a unit in spring we said we want to be one game better than last year because obviously we fell one game short so we did just that and we got to the playoffs, and we brought the playoffs home to Toronto, and uh, it, it was a it was a surreal experience. Obviously, it's not you know didn't finish how we wanted to, but um, you know it, it was it was a tough game. You know it was, it was definitely a tough game that last one, uh, especially that play where George and Bo are going full speed, and that ball is placed in. I mean that's probably the, the most well placed baseball I've ever seen. So um, you know it was it was it was a crazy one, but uh, you know it's just drives us keeps us hungry for, for more danny okay i, I don't want to speak for you but i think you've turned the corner offensively you found out who you are you're trying to do damage to the pull side i mean it's not rocket science and you know you simplify it that much you, you swing at your pitch but i want to ask you off season wise is there one specific thing that you know you were driving home you were flying home you're thinking to yourself this is something i need to really hone in on whether it's defensively when it comes to game calling or you know pace of play is going to be an issue next year is that yeah. something that you have to think about you know you have to be a little quicker between pitches of pushing the button or putting the finger down is the one specific thing that you've really thought about honing in on after you become a dad here and figure all that out is there something you're going to work on yeah absolutely um definitely defensive stuff and offensive things um yeah it's crazy now it's it's, it's whoever can push the button the fastest now but i guess you know with that with the pace i think the you know that having the pitch calm is is going to be easier because you know you can you can press a button before the guys even on the mound. You can throw the ball back instantly, press a button. They can give you a head nod before they even get on the dirt. And I don't exactly know the rules of it of, of when it will start, right? But that is that is a you know that that does work uh, you know much better. Um, and yeah, stuff to work on. I mean, definitely defensively. Uh, you know, there's things that you know I'm always I feel like I hold myself to to a very high standard, and I want to uh, want to do a better job receiving, especially the low pitches. Um, I thought that I did a pretty good job up in the zone, but um, I'm going to work 
um, you know, work my butt off just to receive uh, better and, you know, game calling, that's going to come, you know, more, you know, in spring training and stuff, just getting more reps, you know, always looking to improve that. And, uh, and also the you know, transfers and throwing. I think there's some times where I just went through a little skid of just struggling getting the ball in my hand. So I'm going to do a lot of stuff with that. And then offensively, just kind of building off of what I've learned about myself. And I am proud of the way that I've, that I've battled, you know, through the injuries and came back and, and just tried to, you know, compete every single bat and not give any, any of bats away and pass the baton to the next guy. And, and I'm going to build off it. I learned a lot about myself, and I'm proud of it. You know, I don't know how much uh, opportunity you've had to watch the baseball that's that's been played right now with it, with uh, the stuff you got going on. But you know, newsflash: teams that have good good pitching, they're doing pretty well. And there's a crap ton of velocity uh, in the uh, in the postseason. Obviously, I'm just going to ask yeah. you: like, it, when you look back on 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 this this year's team, a lot of us look at the bullpen and go, the numbers were okay, but they're just there wasn't enough velo, there wasn't enough swing and miss stuff. Is, is that that big a deal, do you think, the, the way the game is now? Uh, you know, obviously, you know, everybody likes velocity, but I think that, um, you know, especially in today's day, like, like guys get fastballs. So that's why you see so many off-speed pitches being thrown. And it is nice to have, you know, 100 and, and you know, uh, being able to throw that. But, you know, we, we got guys in the pen, you know, I got, look at a guy like Adam Simber who, who just – who just switches it up and, it, and it's funky and, um, you know, he's got different angles, uh, you know, and you got, uh, you got other, I mean, you got guys with velocity, of course, and you got other guys, you got guys like, you know, Trevor Richards has got, you know, one of the better, better changeups in baseball. And it's just about, you know, really about, you know, fastball command. And when he gets, gets that fastball to where he can be, then he's, he's, you know, he's deadly with that changeup and all that stuff. So it is important. Uh, but also, you know, I think that the way baseball is kind of going, you, you got to look at kind of what other guys have other than a fastball too. I think that 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 seems to be the trend of of kind of where where baseball is in a way is, is uh, mixing it off speed, being able to locate it and and throw it, you know, strike the ball. So. Danny, whenever I whenever I first finished baseball, I used to sit around with my buddy. One of my buddies was Jeff Jenkins. I used to sit around and watch the playoffs, and he would walk through it bad like what's he doing here getting the foot down and i just wonder how how do you as a catcher watch baseball when your season's over yeah i i like to i pretty much every time i watch a baseball game i like to watch just watch the catchers you know what i mean i don't know I, mm-hmm. i've always i've always been you know an advocate of like you know if you don't if you think you know it all then the game's going to spit you out you know i think that it's always a good opportunity to watch uh, baseball games, especially, you know, you tell, you know, kids, youth kids that, like, you know, you want to learn something, watch a baseball game and watch, you know, watch a position and watch what they do. And I like watching, you know, I think that the cool part about being a catcher is all those, you know, watered down versions of whoever taught you. And it's just like a, a mix of, of all different people. That's what kind of makes you, you. And it, it's fun to watch that. And it's kind of cool to be like, all right, well, what's he going to call here after this? Or what's, you know, try to get in, into that mindset. So that's, that's kind of how I watch the game. I always watch the catcher. I always think about kind of, a pitch ahead, just like almost if I was behind the plate, what would I do in the situation and, and stuff, just to always kind of keep learning about it. It's always you know, a fun way to watch. Very cool. Uh, John Schneider, speaking of catchers, former catchers is back as manager. The Jays have announced that. Uh, I, I would presume that everybody is happy with that. What are you expecting to see differently now that John is going to have, you know, he's going to have a full spring training with this team. He's going to have full reins here. Are you expecting to see some, some changes in the way stuff is done? Uh, I I don't think major changes. I think that he, he did a great job of, of um, you know, obviously, you know, taking the role. And uh, I, one thing I've always raved about Schneid is that, you know, he, he knows how players tick. He knows that there's so many different personalities in a clubhouse, and he, he, he does a great job of understanding that and, and kind of 
Um, I don't know, just kind of molding to that. And he knows how different guys tick, and, you know, and he's he's worked very, very hard to be here. Um, I've had him. I've known him for, you know, going to be 11 years now. I've, my first manager, so it's cool. It's awesome to see how he grew, uh, you know, grew. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so, you know, he's high energy and, um, I thought he did a great job and I'm super happy and super happy for him. Danny, listen, we're going to let you run. Really appreciate your time. Best of luck, my friend. Have a great off season. We'll be in touch and, uh, yeah, uh, early congratulations yeah. and, uh, get the sleep now while you can. I'm sure everybody's told <laughs> you that. Thanks, Danny. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I will. Thanks guys. Have a good one. Take care. That's Danny Jansen, Toronto Blue Jays catcher. And, uh, yeah, a guy that I think we all we all agree really turned the corner this year. Interesting, hey, talking to Danny. First thing he's talked about is defense, receiving, wants to do a better job on the lower pitch. Uh, you know, good idea with this with this pitching staff, obviously. Uh, and, you know, and, and I think I, he's been around now for such a long time, but I think we forget sometimes the catchers do – Catchers do kind of continue to, they continue to grow, right? Yeah, like yeah. No. Very, you, you know, we're watching this World Series, man. I tell people, watch Martin Maldonado and JT Realmuto because those are two guys who've really perfected, in different ways, really perfected what and, they need to do. Yeah, I love watching Maldonado, body language, the whole thing, man. I do. It, it looks the same all the time. I, I think yes. that's, the, that's the difference between the great ones and the eh, on-the-fence ones, right? Yes. Whether they're greater or – you can never tell the difference. You can't tell if it's a breaking ball. You can't tell the location till the last second. You know, you can't tell if it's a fastball. Like, it all looks – the same that's something that danny i think is to his point when he was talking about that is his mm-hmm. setup right sometimes he's a little taller on certain pitches he's a little wider on certain pitches like he's giving that away sometimes to the guy standing on the on deck circle and that's some things that he needs to work on when you know you're thinking so much about i need to trick the dude in the blue that's standing behind me that you forget about you know there's a guy standing over there that could go <laughs> That maybe that's a breaking ball or that's a fastball or some little thing that that'll keep you from giving it away. But I just I just like when he's had to make a change, he's made it, and now yep. I don't know about you, Jeff, but I want him in a lineup most of the time. He's my everyday catcher. Uh, I have no doubt about it. The Jays have a decision to make in the offseason. They've got three catchers. Um, I think we've been pretty clear. One of them has to go, but for me, it's, it shouldn't have to go. But if you're going to move one of them in a trade, I want to keep Danny Jansen. I just think the institutional knowledge he has of these pitchers and, and the organization is uh, is too great to, uh, to overlook. Uh, that's it for us today. We'll be back from 11 to noon Eastern tomorrow on Sportsnet 590. The fan, as always, if you're listening to us by podcast, leave a lovely review, especially for Mr. Barker. It means so much to Kevin. Thanks for joining us.